Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the DVC Show, coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, realtor and co-owner of Moving to Orlando. Com, Mr. Sean Falk. Hey, everyone. From DVCRentalStore.com, Mr. Paul Krieger. Hey, everybody. From MoneraFinancial.com, Ms. Amy Krieger. Hello. And from The Diz, our producer, Mr. Corey Fiascanaro. Welcome, huh? And uh, just a reminder, this show, along with all of the DVC content that we produce, brought to you by the world of DVC which includes dvcresalemarket.com if you're interested in purchasing a DVC resale, dvcrentalstore.com if you need to rent out your points or if you'd like to rent some points to give DVC a try and see what it's like before you buy it. And then once you experience it and realize that you want to buy it, you go to the crack dealers of the DVC world, monerafinancial.com, where they will help you make it very, 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 very easy for you to finance that DVC contract because Amy's job <laughs> is just to go, uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. She just hands out money all day. <laughs> Not in shadowy corners or anything in broad daylight, <laughs> in broad daylight. Totally legit. <laughs> totally legit. <laughs> totally legit. I am a customer. I am a customer of Monero financial. So I can tell you they're fantastic to work with. Um, and they just, but it's really, really great it, it's it's a yeah it's a very easy process for the buyer it, it really is it's very smooth and honestly the hardest part is waiting for disney to pass your contract oh that's absolutely the mm -hmm. hardest part especially lately because they've been yeah they've been buying a lot back but uh so this week we are going to talk about some of the news uh around the dbc world right now and i'm going to let mr paul krieger guide us on that journey this what's be, in the news paul this could be scary um so i went back and looked at basically a lot of the articles that we wrote about a lot of the news that we talked about in january um and not to beat a dead horse on this subject if you haven't seen our one of, one of our more recent shows um talking about amy's rant to disney vacation club um this is sort of timed perfectly because uh january started out with member services experiencing a system-wide outage so basically um the entire day was shot with member services they ended up putting up on their phone system um around 10 a.m that uh sorry the entire booking system's down and we don't know when it's going to go back up so again don't want to beat a dead horse i think we talked about was it was it around the same time as this your uh, issue it was it was basically like a week or so before the the Grand Californian glitch. Yeah, the Grand Californian um, glitch was on January 11th. Yeah, okay. what day I, was that? That article went up on January 10th. <laughs> 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 so on January 10th, they had an entire system wide outage, and then on January 11th, they came back with, came back with a booking <laughs> glitch. And yeah, so I I guarantee you that February it's going to bring some more website related news. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, I think the biggest news that really came out of uh, last month was price increases. So we saw price increases for uh, both Alani and Riviera, um, which is basically a yearly increase uh, for those 
current selling properties. So they went from $201 per point to $207 per point for both resorts, um, effective February 3rd. So actually that just happened. Uh, but they announced that uh, about a month in advance to get people to buy in at that $201 level. Um, but then coupled with that, they also threw in a couple sold out resorts that also saw a price jump here uh, at the first of the year. Those include Beach Club, Boardwalk, Hilton Head, and Vero Beach. And so you can still buy those properties directly through Disney. I highly wouldn't advise it because the prices are ridiculous. Um, but those those resorts saw their direct price through Disney increase um, by as much as $20 per point. Boardwalk and Beach Club, extremely popular resorts. Those both significantly increased uh, last month as well. And those but- are both ones that are getting bought back a lot right now, right? Correct. So yeah, the um, the recent right of first refusal report for January just came out over on DVC Resale Markets website. So you can head there um, and sort of view the entire um, ROFR report as we call it. But Beach Club just got annihilated this month. <laughs> like if you go to Disboards, I was there over the weekend and just people are like, I forget, I forget the term. They call it the beach club bloodbath. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is affectionately, oh, I love the boards. <laughs> affectionately referred to as the beach club bloodbath. And most people still currently have contracts sitting in Rofer and they're like, this is doomed. I don't even know why I'm still even, I don't even know why I'm hopeful at this point. Like, um, but yeah, they bought a ton of points back at beach club, uh, last month and boardwalk was, was not too far behind, which we alluded to this, I think last month a little bit, like there's something going on with these 2042 properties that we don't know. Maybe they're just making money where they can make money. I mean, it's an easy flip for, for them in some of these instances, but, um, Yeah. Interesting to 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 follow that story a little bit more closely. I, I know what the, uh, the 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 payback for Rofer should be: <laughs> sell your contract, and then when they go to buy it back, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> take it back. <laughs> right at the last moment. No, change my mind. I did that with a with a Boulder Ridge. Really? Yeah. <laughs> As the seller, is that what you're talking about? Well, I was I I went to sell one of my Boulder Ridge contracts. <laughs> And I got I got an, a decent offer on it, really good offer on it, and I accepted it. And it went through, and Disney bought it back. And then there was an issue with I didn't realize that I had a reservation oh, yeah. booked against it. And you know there was some back and forth. And I said, eh, "Screw you, give it back." <laughs> nope, mine. <laughs> Which I'm kind of glad I did because that was my first DVC contract. Aww. And I was like, well, after like after I accepted the offer, I'm like, do I really want to sell this? <laughs> it's your baby. And then when that happened, it was like the universe telling me, don't yeah. sell this contract. So I, I guess took it you back. have to sign the papers for it to be theirs, right? So Yeah, so it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> So most of the, uh, I think most of the exciting news, if you want to call it exciting, I think it was kind of a slow news month, um, but uh, most of the news came out in the past week or so of a couple things that um, sort of have us scratching our heads and also looking towards the future. Um, first and foremost, uh, obviously the Disney Vacation Club uh, exclusive Disney Wish sailing um, that members could choose to book with their points was postponed as part of the wish delays. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, 
Um, with those, go to dclfan.com. They have all the details regarding uh, the wish essentially being postponed for a month. But that's exactly what they did with the, uh, like the inaugural cruise for the wish. They basically pushed that Disney Vacation Club cruise back one month to July 19th. And anyone that was booked on that original sailing can choose to continue See, to go on it. And I know we, 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 we talked about this in the last <laughs> show. The way this was handled by DCL was a master class. They just got out in front of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got out in front of it. You know what? We're sorry, guys. We got to, you know, there's been delays. We've got to move this up a month or move this back a month. And which one is it? Upper back? Back? If you're delaying it a month. Moving it back. back. Moving yeah, it back yeah. a month. Up would be up would be up sooner. Would, up would be yeah. sooner. Yeah. Back oh, would be later. Yeah. Okay. Back, you're right. Okay. All right. So moving it back a month. Um, so here's what we're gonna do. We can't guarantee you're gonna be able to keep the crew be on the maiden voyage. If you are, we're giving you fifty percent off. And if you're not, if you decide to cancel and book another cruise on the wish instead, we'll give you fifty percent off of that. Nobody's complaining. I'm sure as hell not. I'm on the maiden voyage. They saved me a boatload of money, no pun intended. Oh, pun intended. They saved me so much money by doing that. I think with that one, and and in comparison to what we were talking about with DVC, I don't think they had much choice but to do the 50-50 thing or give you 50% uh, towards something because, number one, they know with this, yes, people have definitely booked flights. This is the inaugural sailing. There's people who are going to come from everywhere. But this was like I remember when we were booking this and it released, like this was like the highest level platinum members like this. I mean, right yeah. before this was when they even broke up the platinum people into like other categories. Yeah, to, like, us, us peons yeah. couldn't get onto this. Oh, I, I wouldn't have been able to <laughs> get that. Sail before yeah, I think I'm on. only, I, yeah. I, if I get one more, I'll be gold. And like, I wouldn't have been able to get on this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can you imagine their highest, highest level cruisers? Not like have that have booked that they would have been so mad. Like I, well, they had to do, something but they they are but the 50 percent off um you know there there are there are more sailings than the inaugural Mm -hmm. that are they have a month worth of sailings Mm -hmm. oh yeah that they had to cancel Mm -hmm. effectively and so they gave they gave that 50 percent off to everyone okay Mm -hmm. let me ask this because i don't know the answer to it so on the dvc side so dvc members had to book at least one member with points then they were allowed to book the rest with cash right Mm -hmm. yeah so dvc essentially pays for that boat they they pay disney cruise line is that true and then they then they they rent out the ship they rent out the ship to dvc members so is is dvc are dvc members getting 50 percent off did dvc get the 50 percent off because they purchased that well that would require communication from dvc which is not on the website that i'm aware of uh so <laughs> <laughs> um well we are i guess that. in theory we are beating that their points so back yeah um, like- yeah the, the one thing that i know that they did do um was that if you had used points and you requested a refund, just a straight up refund. Typically, uh, when you move points into the, uh, the it's the reservation collection, reservation essentially, points, yeah. um, and when you move points into the reservation collection, if you were to cancel that, they keep those points as converted reservation points. And if people don't know what we're talking about, that means, you know, vacation points, you can use at DVC properties. 
reservation points you can use for things like Disney Cruises, Adventures by Disney. Worst and, use of your points. Yes. Bad uses of points. Terri- the hotel yeah, terrible yeah. use of your points. If you're looking for those, uh, DVC Rental Store, Swap Program. Not a plug, but a plug. Um, but like they did in this instance convert those points back, which I don't think they had another option. Like people would be livid if they did not. But I did encounter at least one person that ended up deciding to cancel and not move to the new sailing. Uh-huh. And they did convert those points back to vacation points. But did they give them 50% off like everyone else got? Maybe towards a future sailing. Um, but again, I've not seen any direct uh, sort of information. Yeah, I haven't we'll have to, anything, we'll have to so. look into it and see... Uh, see if that's out there somewhere but um there's nothing on the homepage okay. of the Disney yeah, vacation yeah because that's something website. we've not seen anything about whether members were getting the 50 percent off as well and i and i just wonder like did dvc get the 50 percent off that they paid is that how that i don't know it's dvc probably not <laughs> i don't know you don't know i have Maybe. no idea no they bought idea. the ship that's this under the same terms don't they i don't know if you were affected, please comment down below. Let us know. Yeah, I let us know. know if you have <laughs> yeah. if, if you've used DVC points for that sailing. Yeah. I'd be very interested to know mm-hmm. if you got mm-hmm. yeah, that kind point. of that kind of discount because I got to tell you, I was very happy with mine. Yeah, that's amazing. I was very happy with mine because I had a con- I have a concierge room. Yeah, and so and it, for a five night sailing, it was expensive. But I'm like, it's the maiden voyage. I'm gonna splurge. And so now I don't have to splurge quite so much. <laughs> Still a lot of money, but it yeah. was, I was like, yeah. thrilled. And you're right about the communication because we, Paul and I listened to the the call that they made for travel agents. And I mean, they had emails out in the middle of it. You know, they had sent emails to guests before that call was over. So yeah, uh, their communication now, I'm going to say subsequently, you know, there's been some conflicting information on the travel side mm-hmm. coming from them. But generally speaking, yeah, from the client-facing side, I thought they did a phenomenal job with that. And I don't understand how one branch of signature experiences can communicate like that and handle – and, enti- like, sailings were canceled. Yeah. Sailings were canceled, and they handled the communication mm-hmm. and the guest recovery brilliantly. Yeah. And then the other, another division within signature experiences can't tie its damn shoelaces <laughs> and cancels, you know, room reservations. Cancels room reservations nothing. says nothing. Yeah, I do think also on that because there was a little bit of a difference that I read in like travel agent groups that I mean I can't hundred percent verify that, but um, they so. DCL has been really good about protecting commissions yes. for your travel agent. Um, so as long as at the very beginning of the the pandemic, like they were just protecting them no matter what, like somebody could have just bought and put down like whatever the minimum was and you got your commission for it. Um, as it went on and things started sailing again, it became, Hey, if something happens, they have to be paid in full. Like as long as your guest is paid in full, then your the travel agent gets their commission, which is always how it is. Right. Which is fair. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I get that. At the very, very beginning, I think it was just anything. I don't like, believe so. I when believe... they weren't sailing at all, it was like everything was canceled. Well, I know they I were protecting though. commission on canceled cruises if they were paid in full. I don't believe if mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't recall. I know that they Disney as in general during the pandemic, the, the worst parts of the pandemic, especially at the beginning, mm-hmm. 
protected commissions across the board. Mm -hmm. Well, not across the board. Adventures by Disney did not protect commission, which pissed me off. But World, Mm -hmm. Land, Mm -hmm. Cruise Line, all protected commission. And I'm going to tell you what. They saved a lot of travel agencies, including mine. Mm -hmm. And that was the reason they did it. Mm -hmm. That was the reason they did it. They talk about a lot about being good partners with their with their travel agencies. And they generally speaking really always show it. There they went above and beyond. Oh yeah. They went above and beyond. Well, from what I have read in the groups like the travel with the wish with this canceling, they are letting they're protecting commissions for people for the wish as well with this, even if they're not paid in full. The canceled, they're protecting commissions on the canceled, they're paying commissions on the canceled cruises Mm -hmm. and on the rebooked cruises. Gotcha. That's what it is. So you're getting, so these Mm -hmm. agents are in fact getting double commission. Yeah. And that's DCL saying our bad. Yep. We're not going to punish you for that. See how easy that is DVC? (laughs) <laughs> but okay, we've gone way, 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 way into a DC. So this is like the Grand a quasi. This is a, turned into a quasi DCL <laughs> show. I, w- I was more pushing it for like if you have anything with DCL and you can pay your thing in full. Like if you if you enjoy your travel agent, no matter who yeah. they may be, that's the only way they get paid. So like not even like the company; it's an individual person who's like single mom or whatever. Like that's the only way they get paid. Uh, so keep it in mind. So there was one piece of news that happened this month that I immediately texted someone in this room about um, and thought he was going to stroke out over. So, um, hey, what's up? Uh, Senses or the spa formerly known as Senses has reopened. <laughs> Definitely. Sounds like a rock group. Like Prince. What did they change? <laughs> did they change the name? Yep. Yeah. So they they removed the Senses branding. It's just called the Grand Floridian Spa. Um, and it is, uh, notable that there is no DVC discount anymore at the Grand Florian Spa. Uh, we had a, a member that reached out to them and I just want to make sure I quote him correctly. His name was Anthony Leon and he emailed them and they said, at this time, we're not offering any discounts, but as a DVC member with a valid proof of membership, you will receive a paraffin enhancement add on to any service 50 minutes or higher. I don't even know what that means. So that's what they're doing for DVC members, but it is reopening. I'm gay and I don't know what it means. (laughs) I think it's like paraffin wax. I don't know why Um, you'd want that. What do I want wax? wax? I'm I'm not gay, but I can tell you what it means. (laughs) (laughs) Then you are gay. It's uh, (laughs) when they take the things and put wax on it, you were right, and they put them over your feet during the session. What does that do? Uh, So you have a foot mold by the end? Yeah. So it's like hot wax on your feet. It it feels really good. It does feel really good. If you have, does it pull your hair off if you have hair on your, not that I do. Oh, this just got weird. (laughs) (laughs) This is just going into a whole nother. Sorry. I had a question. I was asking fiasco because I was curious. Um, I've never, I have hair on my feet and I've never had hair pulled (laughs) off. So I think we're good. Okay, I so said when they used to have those hand things that hold, like the wax things, and you, you just. I always it. knew you were a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> so have you booked yet? I have not, but well, I'm interested with the senses name coming off of it. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're going to get wonky with spas. I wonder if it's still an Elemis spa, or if it's now is it like a Canyon Ranch. Is it? Is it? Or they some did. of the company, or uh-huh. is Disney back in the? Well, even yeah. when even when it was um, uh, before Senses, it was a Nikki Bryan 
uh, salon. They were Nikki Bryan's spas and salons. And then they jettisoned that. They became Elemis spas. And now I'm wondering if they're changing the name from Senses. Is it just a name change or is it a brand change? Because that does matter. Oh, you know a lot more than I do. I know they pulled the name off of... There's a reason I can't raise my eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) I know they pulled the name off of basically everything um, connected with it. And from what I've seen, most people are kind of excited about it a little bit, wondering if the spa will now take that direction that uh, the Grand Californian spa is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so well-known and so popular um, and it does an amazing job at their services from what I've heard um, and, or, or something like the Alani spa mm-hmm. where it's just well, like, I believe unmatched. the California spa has been basically brought. I can't never pronounce the name of the spa. In Alani. I can't either. Um, Ten, Tenaya. I don't know. The stone spa. Yeah. 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 Um, well, that's what the grand Cal, the grand Californian spa is now. They've, they remodeled it to be like the one in Alani. Oh, okay. Um, and they've rebranded it, I believe, the same name. Mm-hmm. I was um, booked for opening day for that at the Grand Californian, and they canceled my reservation because I wasn't staying on property. Oh so oh. literally, I had had a reservation since they like since they announced them because I happened to be there that weekend. You had weekend. to be staying on property to go there? Yeah, apparently. Well, not, not to make a reservation, you didn't. But apparently, yeah. like, when you got there, they were like, hey, you're not, like, what? what's your room <laughs> number? Which of the three Disneyland hotels you're staying in? And I was like, oh, I'm staying in an Airbnb off property. Oh, like, I, when you I got a house. It was, the- they called me. Like, they oh, called okay. me before. And they were like, oh, we need to see, like, which room, which hotel room and which hotel you're staying at. And I was like, oh, actually, I booked an Airbnb right off property because that was what was available or whatever for this stay because it was kind of last minute. And they were like, oh, we're canceling your reservation. <laughs> I was like, I have two sessions, but like, I was like, what are you talking? I felt bad for the massage therapist because I'm like, I'm booked from 11 to two at this place. Like, I'm literally booked like for two hours and an additional thing on top of it because I wanted to see what they had. So they were like, yeah, sorry. I was like, but you don't even have anyone else to be in my spot. Like, it's it's happening now. Like, it's about to happen. And they were like, nope. Like, you're not there, staying here, so you can't book. There like, could be just one very popular booking engine for spas. I have no idea. I'm not not a spa connoisseur, mm-hmm. but I just went to both websites, Grand Californian and um, Grand Floridian, and they are basically on the same engine, the book for time engine. So it seemed, I mean, that's just that's just a be. very very amateur comparison of like, well, they're they're booking the same way, so maybe they're under the same umbrella in some way they shape, said or it was they said it wasn't going to stay that way but for like that time they're like we just opened so we're just leaving it for like people staying on property kind of thing they're like but it will change to like anyone can so like just come back then and i'm like i don't live here like what? i'm not i'm not local <laughs> i can't just come back then so yeah i keep forgetting i need to make try and make some uh, reservations while i'm out there because i'll be out there in march yeah and it was my birthday, like on top of that. Oh, so no. it's like, it's my birthday. <laughs> or whatever. And they were like, I'm like, it's literally my birthday. And they were like, no. Like, I was like, okay, I guess I'll that, go back to the Airbnb. That might have been and like a COVID. Maybe. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that was like a requirement. What? State, people, staying state, at the, a, people staying at the Grand don't have COVID? <laughs> I don't know. But like Alani did the same thing when we were there. You had to be staying at Alani to book. Um, Dining. Makihiki yeah. oh, during okay. the weekends, was it? It was mm. only the weekends. And anyone could. Probably because it was like limited capacity. So they wanted I to. Like, yeah, I don't know. 
and everywhere will do a rebrand except Turf Club. Like I know that's coming up, but like it's, that's it's up. like it's up. But like still, every it, they're fine to rebrand anything but Turf Club <laughs> at this point. Well, so. so I was just looking at the menu for that. They actually did revamp the menu, which I'm oh, which I'm God. pleased about. But that just opened up over the weekend. Huh? Yeah, for, we've never for been those there. Yeah, not familiar. For those not familiar, Turf Club is the uh, sit-down restaurant at Saratoga Springs. Uh, it is also among the worst restaurants <laughs> on property, and it just moved up the list on the on on my worst restaurants at Walt Disney World because I have taken uh, um, uh, boat rights over at Port Orleans off the list because we had an amazing meal there. I can no longer say Boat Rights is a bad restaurant because that was it. a good meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good it. meal. Yeah, Boat Rights is good. Speaking of restaurants, we had uh, we had Flying Fish come back. Uh, yeah. So Flying Fish is reopened. Amy and I actually were able to snag a last-minute reservation there last week, mm-hmm. um, and it was wonderful. Yeah, it was had really a, good. Had an amazing meal there. We've been waiting two years to go there. Yeah, we had so. reservations there before the shutdown and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it never happened, so they got canceled. And uh, Gico is coming back soon. Yes. That's this month sometime? I'll pull it up right now. It's yeah. soon. Yeah. I forget the exact date, but it's It's definitely it's coming this up. month because we have reservations. Well, I wonder... And I'm not being mean. I'm being serious. I really wonder what's going to happen to Trattoria Al Forno. Yeah. Um, because Chef Tim Majoris, who's the uh, head chef at Flying Fish, uh, while they were waiting for it to reopen, they moved him over to Trattoria. And he just completely yes. raised the game at Trattoria. That was always a hit-or-miss restaurant. And uh, and I we did a review there. And... Before I knew that Chef Tim was there, I took two bites of my appetizer and said to Fiasco, "Yeah, they've got a new chef because this is really, really good. And then I asked the the server about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, Chef Tim from Flying Fish is here. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And Gico's opening back up on February 17th. And we're we're going to go. We have to go. Well, get me reservations. All right. I'll get on it. Um, flying fish for us, I, the, the service was absolutely phenomenal. Um, but when you, and, and so was the food, but the, the big takeaway for me was it's one thing to have amazing food coming out of a kitchen, but it's another thing for the kitchen to actually look like they're having an absolute blast cooking that food. And when we were leaving, like oh, they yeah. were, the whole kitchen, the whole told kitchen goodbye. told us goodbye. <laughs> and it was just like, I didn't yeah. really know what to do at that point. Cause it was like normally like chefs and stuff they're cooking they're busy doing their thing but they were like they they absolutely love what they're doing and the entire staff at that restaurant seems so so happy that it's reopened um and they can do what they love again so definitely check out flying fish if you've if you've not been there before so the pressure there between there and like uh California grill of it being like an open kitchen. Cause I, I mean, I waited tables for like six, seven years and I always, and in many different restaurants and I've never been in a kitchen where it was not just a, a beach club bloodbath or whatever, like <laughs> essentially, like, I mean, it's literally like people screaming, people crying, walking out. Someone's got to go out back. You and can't try to- do that when it's a show kitchen. Exactly. Unless yeah. you're Gordon Ramsay oh, and then you can get away with it. It's but- literally, it is that like I've never been in a kitchen in a restaurant like it's and then you go back there and it's somebody just 
yelling at you because you rang something in wrong. And then there's people crying. And then people just walk out. Like it literally, I'm not exaggerating. That is how like every kitchen I've ever been in is at a restaurant. So it's amazing. God, that what restaurants to- are you working? Every restaurant I've ever been in, it's just a fight in the back the entire time. So it is oh, not fun back yeah, there. Yeah, no, I, I, I expoed at Olive Garden way back in the day. And yeah. There was it was not a happy place. No. You, you were yelling at the line, and the line was yelling at you. And yeah, it was just the norm. But yeah, flying fish—they're having a blast. So, um, so last week one of the one of the big new things that came out was a new member incentive um, that appeared online um, for Bay Lake Tower of all resorts. So this is a direct points incentive for Bay Lake Tower, um, which is currently a sold out resort. So that essentially means that Disney has sold their allotment of points, but these sold out resorts, they always have more points that they acquire back. So if you really want it, um, you know, in that, in that sales presentation, um, you know, let your direct guide know, and maybe they can work some magic and, and get that to you. But, um, it seems like they've got some extra Bay Lake tower points, uh, laying around because these incentives are steep. So especially for new members, or I'm sorry, especially for existing DVC members, if you're looking to buy at least 300 points direct, um, Bay Lake tower, you're going to save up to $48 per point off of the standard sold out rate, which sort of drops that price per point down to $202 per point when you actually look at it. Now that's still a lot when you compare it to like resale um, because resale, same kind of contract you can probably get for around $169 per point. Um, But it's just, it leaves us scratching our heads. Like why Bay Lake Tower and why now? I'm telling you, I'm telling you. These incentives and the kind of steep, steep price cuts they're doing this is how they're going to go after resale. They're going to close the gap between what a resale contract costs and what a direct contract costs. And it's going to make people say, oh, well, we get these perks and it's not that much different. So might as well. Might as well. Might as well go direct. What else can they do? What other thing can they do other than go into the resale, which is what they're in. They're in the resale market. With stuff like this, they're buying back these contracts on right of first refusal. That's how they're getting the points to sell. Turning around, they're buying them back at 160, 170, or whatever they're buying them back yeah. at. What are they buying Bay Lake Tower back at? Do you know? I think it's 150 mm-hmm. last. I think it's All right. Eight. So they're buying them back at mm-hmm. 150. They're turning around and selling them for 200. It's $50 a point. And now you've closed the gap yeah. from 240 or 250 a point. Right? Isn't that where Bay Lake Tower was? Yeah. So it's currently at two forty five a point direct. Um, but then with the incentives, you know, depending on how many, you're, how much you're going to buy, it can bring it down sort of between the two ten to two oh five range. Um, and it's this isn't, you know, it's not like they just had extra Bay Lake contracts laying around or like, oh, we got to start selling them. They were actively buying Bay Lake back. It was one of the highest, right? Recently after Old Key West. In December, yeah, in December, they bought a decent amount back, um, but not like unheard of, especially as compared to last year. Like I know last January, just Bay Lake Tower was the, it was the Bay Lake Tower bloodbath as compared to the (laughs) Beach Club bloodbath um, last January. So yeah, my mind goes, my mind goes a couple different places on it. You know, um, in terms of like the resale versus direct argument, they're not going to want to 
they're not going to want to cut into that too much just because they do want that margin to make money. And honestly, at the end of the day, I view that as Disney Vacation Club's current goal as we emerge from the past 18 months, two years, however long it's been, is that they're going to make money where they can make money, and that's what they care about. Hitting those goals, hitting those bottom line numbers. Well, they've got to do something to make back the money they lost, not really being able to sell anything during the first part of the pandemic. Yeah. So... And if they can do that and throw an elbow at resale, you know, keep in mind that the, I keep talking about the incentives in December. Mm-hmm. Alani, if you bought enough points. Yeah, it was like $58 off a point and 300 plus. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. So, and that was, you know, I remember speaking to uh, my guide who said that was an incentive he'd never seen. And he'd been there for years. He'd never seen an incentive that steep. And it seems to be what they're doing. It seems to be the new normal now. I th- yeah. I think <clears throat> that all of this between the 2042 uh buybacks and what they're doing there and on top of that alani incentive at the time and on top of this thing that they're doing with bay lake tower i think it all points back to the the new president the accountant i don't know his name bill was that his name bill Bill derrickson bill derrickson i think it all kind of points back to him because if i i mean my degree is in accounting also so like i kind of have that same mindset if i had sat doing accounting for dvc for all this time and i got to see all the numbers that are coming in and knew how i could close that gap but probably couldn't get the right people on board to listen to me to close that gap in these ways and then i got the chance to like be the head of it and could make those choices and decisions myself i'd probably do the exact same thing that he's doing because that's something i would have already been wanting to do for a long time which would be you know these 2042 ones i'm sure they can see in the numbers hey we could be flipping these and like make a lot of money and if they cut the like i knew they want that that gap at least between dvc like resale and direct so they can still make money but if they started by doing their cutbacks which they did on the dvc perks staff all those kinds of things then they don't have to make as much money on this to close the gap on resale because they already saved their money on staffing issues and like all these things they're not putting the money in anymore for members so now they can close the gap on resale get closer still make the same amount of money so it shows on the books that everything's like coming up the right way you drive resale down a bit to get people here and then you control more of the market so like i think on a numbers level i think that's i think him coming in was everything that people kind of wondered with an accountant taking over that role it's not member based it's how do i close that gap because that's if you're in that job and in that role for so long, you're just looking at numbers. It's not a product. It's not a thing. It's just numbers on a paper. Like, how do I close it? How do I make it better? And that's what's going to look good under Chapek to be like, hey, look at look at our results. Look at our numbers. We're still making money. We're coming after resell. We're doing that. Like, yeah, well, so- I mean, shit rolls downhill, right? <laughs> and, and that's you've got Chapek at the top making uh, decisions like that. It's all about. It's all about the numbers, not about the guest experience. Mm-hmm. And then you have this guy come in and he figures, let me model myself in, in Chapek's image. And because that's, you know, we, we wondered when he took over was what we were going to see. Well, we're starting to get our answer. As things happen, we're starting to get our answer. We see 
Not a lot of concern about the member experience, but we got a lot of number crunching going on. So we know, we know how Bill Dirksen plans to make his mark, and that is simply to impress his bosses and screw the membership. Yep. Generally. Until I see something that tells me otherwise. So far, everything I've seen, mm-hmm. everything I've heard, is telling me that's where we are. The last thing I'll say about these incentives are that I think they begin to give us uh, sort of a framework for when we might see the new Grand Floridian Villas go on sale. Yeah. Um, these uh, are set to expire March 2nd, which the current Alani and Riviera incentives will expire at that same time. Um, we recently last week saw the first block of rooms be declared um, for the new uh, Grand Floridian villas that they're building at uh, big is it Big Pine Key? Yep, yep. I think that's what's um, going. so. A lot of people have been asking the question, you know, when are these going to go on sale? When can we book them? The booking question's still out. You know, I would assume that those might correlate with each other um, a little bit, but I, my money is on you know beginning of March. Yeah, that's going to so be the time frame. Historically, uh, Riviera went on sale thirty days after the. Uh, the rooms were declared and Copper Creek was 15 days after the rooms were declared. Yeah. So it's within the next month we should yeah. see Grand and Floridian go. I, for and I don't seven. expect them to do it sooner than that, just because I feel like it would suppress some of these other deals that they currently have going on, which also makes you wonder like, are these maybe geared towards just test balloons for where are they going to price that Grand Floridian? Uh, because that's been a big topic of discussion as well. Are they going to come back in high? Uh, is it going to be priced as like that premium resort way above that 207 per point that, uh, that Alani and Riviera is selling at direct? Um, you know, previously, I think it was 255 or something yeah. insane like that is where Grand Floridian was selling prior to this announcement of the new villas. So it was selling at a, at a sold out price. I believe it was like in the two fifties. Uh, uh, so like that's a high price. Are they going to back down off of that or are they going to keep it there and add incentives on top of that? And keep in mind, keep in mind that I'm, I'm guessing that sometime this summer we're going to see the, the Disneyland tower mm-hmm. go on sale yep. and a lot of speculation about what kind of introductory price point we're going to see for that. Maybe they maybe they use Grand Floridian as a test bed. Yeah. See how well how well do people respond to Grand Floridian? Very popular resort. Um, a lot of people excited about uh, them adding on to it. It obviously worked well for them if they're doubling down and adding more rooms. Um, so <laughs> we could be in we could be in for a precursor of what's to come. Yeah, I'm nervous about Disneyland pricing. There's just I still think it's going to be 300. I think it's going to oh, hit 300. I hope not. 230 to 250 is what where I'm putting my money, and I hope <laughs> I hope you're not that's, right. Cause. That's where Amy's budgeted her money. <laughs> Listen, he got to buy that Tesla, so oh, just remember oh, that. Geez. It's not that here yet. The deal. <laughs> it could it deal. could burst into flames on its way from California. You don't know. Which we did a show a. F- about four or five months ago, maybe, where we all guessed the price of what the Disneyland Tower was going to be. So, like, that would be interesting to, like, go back and see what we guessed. Or whatever, to see, like, where it is. I think, I, I, think I said 300. I think... Yeah. I think I, I was in the two... Yeah, I think I was in the 250s. I, I just can't... Yeah, nobody, nobody believed that it would be that high. Mm-mm. I don't know. 
And I, I think, I, I think given, given everything, taken in totality, everything mm-hmm. that's got going on with DBC right now, and the fact that they need to make up for lost revenue, and you have something like the D- D- Disneyland Tower, you've got to remember the extraordinary popularity of Grand, Flo- uh, Grand Californian, of, of Disneyland in general, among Southern Californians alone. Yeah. That tower is going to set records for how quickly it sells out. We're not talking about a ton of new rooms coming online. They're not going to be able to spread the cost over, you know, an entire resort. This is a tower. So maybe you've got a couple hundred rooms. They're going to, they're going to, I'm telling you, expect a price 300 or higher. I I don't see any way they don't. Yeah, And the price is one thing, but then you've got, you know, what's the minimum buy-in going to be? What are the point charts like? You know, that yeah. always got to be factored into your decision to buy. And that's something that they, those are things that they can also alter that, you know, boost, boost what they need. See, and if I'm wrong and it only comes in at 290, Amy's going to be like, it's a bargain. <laughs> we can buy double points. No, no. Okay. <laughs> See, that's really what's going on is we kind of coordinate it. <laughs> That I set the expectation at 300. If it comes in below, she can buy more points. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. That is going to do it for our show for this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week with another episode of the DBC Show. Have a great week.